for me, it's, you know, most of the stress and anxiety was about identity and money. It wasn't about um, the truly important things in life. And once I focused on that and told myself that I could do it, this happened. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads all day long and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm in your body than good. In just two easy-to-take capsules, they provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. And since I've been using Ritual, I feel extremely supported in my overall health. There's so many vitamins that I tend to lack in, like vitamin D3 or omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women helps fill the gaps in women's diets. They also have a no-nausea capsule that is designed to be able to take on an empty stomach. And there's a little mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't have to get that weird aftertaste after you take an omega-3. And the best part is that Ritual is delivered. A subscription is easy to start and it's easy to snooze. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients that your body needs delivered every month with no strings attached. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com forward slash loved to start your ritual today. That's 10% off of your first three months at ritual.com forward slash love. Visit ritual.com forward slash love to get 10% off of your first three months. And now back to our show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am so excited today for many reasons. Typically, it's just because of the guests, but today's guest is somebody that is so near and dear and special to me. And I feel I already feel I feel the warm fuzzy. Look at I look, look at these goosebumps. Oh. Sorry, I, I cut off your intro. Go, girl. No, go. JD, that's fine. <laughs> JD Cargill is on. Woo. Everybody, let's welcome him on. Those of you watching on IG Live, you'll have to tune in to the episode when it airs. Goodbye. I love you. And for those of you that are tuning in, yes, I mean, there is no, there is no amount of praise that I could give this man. He is one of the most talented, most grounded loving, authentic, kind humans that I know. He is a talented guest, producer. He owns a media company. He is 
probably one of the only people that I know that can make me laugh instantly. Um, I don't actually, I think, I think about you and just things that you've said to me that can automatically put a smile on my face and that's very rare. So thank Mm. you for being that person. Um, I will continue to speak your praises, but I think that one of the things that I really love about you is that you know how to make people feel really seen and I've that's probably one of your natural gifts as a a very talented journalist mm-hmm. that you can make people feel really like seen and I'm starting to feel like my heard. publicist sent you a check. Did it, did you receive no, no, some no, no, money? No, no, but I'm <laughs> serious. This like, may be the most compliments you, I've ever had. You but I love are it. Thank no, you. but you are really. I I see you interact with people, and you look people in the eye, and you really know how to make people feel special, and to make people feel like they're really seen and heard, and so that's a gift, and and I'm really grateful to have you in my life. Obviously, well, ditto. Mm. <laughs> to quote one of my favorite movies, Ghost. Ditto. Like, um, <laughs> I said that all the time. I do too. Remember Demi Moore and yes. Patrick Swayze? That yeah. was their thing. Um, That's what I tell Tori when I die. I'm going to come and like write ditto on the mirror or something. <laughs> or you're next. <laughs> know, I'm lonely. Next. Come join me. <laughs> that was morbid. But I believe in a lot of things. So, hey, for me, it's just a, the next level. <laughs> That's next level. <laughs> You're laughing. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? That's what I have so, to do when I can yeah. hear myself. Okay, so there is something very special happening today. Uh, we are in a studio, mm-hmm. and this is the first time we've recorded Radically Loved in a professional studio. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, hmm. Look, there's so many things to talk about. Let me try so and many. keep it together. <laughs> JD, why don't you um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, tell us how you know how you feel right now. This is your studio. We're here. Well, it was 6:30 a.m. on a hot desert morning, and I was born. Okay, <laughs> Apple Valley, California. Don't re- don't restrict your laughs. I want you guys to know. Hey, first of all, <laughs> any of you listening right now, God bless you. When you get home, also go look. Go to go to go radically loved. <laughs> dot com I'm or wherever right she now. posts this video and and look at Rosie trying to hold herself back from laughing because it's so sweet but you don't have to you don't have to do that here okay you're right 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 Ed I'm gonna by the way anybody who knows me knows I love my team and Ed is my guy in engineering and he runs everything smooth got together got a thumbs up okay good so look, Rosie can feel comfortable laughing as loudly as she wants right all right natural laughter Rosie bring it okay, bring it girl fine <laughs> normally it's Tori editing this so I feel like I'm in his ears all the time look at he's a uh, Tori's mm-hmm. also here oh, yeah we should tell people that Tori's here because probably everybody who listens knows, knows. Tori yep. yeah they know who Tori not? is and and we should okay so here's what I'll start my relationship and my introduction to Rosie and Tori was about oh gosh 15 years ago, maybe it's been a while. And, um, I'd bought this house and I'm like, gosh, there's these neighbors that live next to me. They're just, this home is just built beautiful. And I was just want to check it out. And my home at the moment was not very beautiful. Although, Hey, you're welcome for the property value increase. Cause by the time I left that house, <laughs> it didn't hurt things. That's true. Oh, and by the way, I'm super obnoxious and super arrogant and <laughs> just really full of myself folks. Anyway, I joke, but that they were my neighbors. So the way that Rosie and I met, we were all neighbors and, um, and kind of like, even though we were neighbors and respected each other, we kind of also were those kind of neighbors that just respected each other distance. It was cool. One time I was doing some landscape remodeling and mm. Tori came out. I was like, could you give us a little bit of edge here so we can pull our truck in? You remember that? Um, and I was like, absolutely. You guys are the best neighbors. And then ultimately we finally let 
the real connection happen. And yeah. since then, it has absolutely been a love affair. Yes. And it's so interesting. You know, I people oftentimes will lament when they have a real soul connection with somebody because you think, why didn't we do this sooner? Right. Why did this take so long? Um, I actually do want to add the little tidbit of how when you met Tori, you're like, after you met me, you didn't think we'd be together for that long. <laughs> that's hilarious. I think that's so funny. Um, that, and you want to know, <laughs> hey, listen, I, I tell everybody anything. I am 43 years old and only like really <laughs> fell in love for the first time like a couple of years ago. And so I am not one <laughs> to, to go to for relationship advice, to know anything. It's terrible being a person with all the opinions and none of the expertise. <laughs> oh my God. So <laughs> Real, truly, truly. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I've actually wanted to have you on the show for a long time. Uh -huh. I, I think thinking back to when I first asked you, um, you were kind of going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I find so congruent with just your story and what this podcast is about is really about, you know, cultivating or finding that grounding in what radically loved is. And it's this idea that we are radically loved and supported by God, universe, source, whatever higher power of your understanding. And I never think that anything is by chance, um, but I'm also not the person that's like, everything happens for a reason, because I feel like people can pacify certain things by just saying that. Um, I think that we got close at the perfect time in in mm. both of our lives, interestingly enough. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that just going back to you and who you are as a person really speaks volumes to your level of commitment to your own personal health journey. Thank you. I mean... You're right. We did meet each other. It is. You're right on all three. Everything you said, I would agree with. So good job. <laughs> um, I did for a while feel like once I met you and Tori and really got to know you, I had a moment of longing because I was like, oh, I could have we could have had this level of relationship like my next door neighbors. I could have felt this about We, I would have lived over there like I'd have been in the yeah. hot tub with you all the time doing everything. So there was that moment. You're right. But you are also right that had that been the timing of our first connection, it might not have happened so strongly around when we really, really bonded. And you were right. That is the most difficult time of my life, 2016, 17. 16 was the most difficult. 17 was the breakthrough. And you were a huge part of that. And I, anybody who's listening to this podcast, Radically Loved, I don't have to, you know, tell you who Rosie Acosta is. But she is gifted in her ability to um, make you feel comfortable make you feel calm. Even in this environment that we just came into today, me launching my, my new business, you know, I've had to pivot. Maybe we'll get to that, but, um, and I'm all angsty and like, you can feel my energy. I know. Well, I know and, you're a perfectionist. So, uh, and you just come in and, you know, legs up on the chair, <laughs> leaning in. She's like, this is me. And just the quickness with which you get from through to peace, that centeredness that we've talked about before and getting to learn a little bit of, of that from you, the little bit that I did and the so much more I've, I have to learn, but that little bit that I did just, I, yeah, I was, um, you know, it changed my life. I cannot get emotional. Ooh, you're going to, uh. Barbara, what was Diane, <laughs> Diane Sawyer me. Do not, <laughs> do not make me cry. But you know, everybody, listen, there isn't, this is the, probably the thing that makes you an adult is the day that you realize that whatever you're going through, millions of other people are going through it too. Mm. So there is no reason to be 
you know, to hold anything back. I mean, yeah. if it's criminal, you know, try to get help <laughs> or whatever. I mean, or try to change the laws. Hey, right. I don't judge unless it's some of the bad ones. But, you know, the, the truth is, is that we, you know, you have this innate ability to just make people feel so incredibly comfortable and at peace that they can access that part of themselves that you have to in order to make real change. And I'm proud to say that I made real change. Like my life is totally different now, yeah. four years later than it was in that dark period. And everybody in this studio right now knew me then and knows me now and would be able to see. And it hasn't been this perfect, epic ah journey, you know, it's ups yeah. and downs, it's all over, but you're, you're so consistent and going to you in those moments of stress has been the, just the, just the most wonderful thing for me because it's really made me feel peace in moments of stress. So thank you wow. for that. Wow. JD, this is literally a love fest. It is I a love fest. That <laughs> <we're gonna laughs> <have. laughs> I'm so glad you. we didn't do it sooner though. Like if we had done it sooner and you weren't my very, if this is not only the first time that we're recording in modern podcasting here in Pasadena, California, Yeah, I'll leave a, I'll let Lorenzo do the plug the later. Link be, <laughs> the, link the link will be, will be below. In, in there. Um, uh -huh. But it's also the first time we've ever recorded together. Yeah. And we both have recording backgrounds. I mean, yeah. I'm a television journalist and you're um, pod, my mentor podcaster <laughs> now. Who I love <laughs> my like, colleague. So it's special that it did. Timing t tends to be on our side, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I wanted to talk, I mean, there's many, right? And part of the beautiful thing about this particular podcast is that what makes it so unique is our ability to just let it be what it is. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've come in to interviews before where I have the questions and there are things that I want to get to, but I I've always just been a big fan of being open to whatever, whatever comes up, you know, like what, and one of the things that I did have kind of po postmark pinpointed that I wanted to talk to you about was sure. your, you know, you can ask me anything. I know. Right. Oh yeah. No, okay. we're going there. Okay. Um, one of the things that I did want to talk to you about just to give the audience a little bit of background on, on who you are and what you do. I mean, you are a very gifted and talented interviewer mm. and part of that I think is going back to what I said earlier, your ability to make people feel seen and have that connection with them. You are a great connector. I've seen you do it with people that don't know each other before. Like you're really good at making people feel that deep level of connection. And so just to give the audience a little bit more background on that, um, when did you find that you wanted to do that? Like what made you decide, oh, I want to interview people and, and dig into what they're passionate about or, or what they are like, where does that come from within you? Oh, this is a, this is an actual interview. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to shift gears. I was like, I love you. I just want to talk about how much we love each other. Um, so, uh, so, so I have a love affair with film. That is uh, one of my first loves. And the reason it is I grew up in a family business that was very busy. And so I didn't get a lot of time and I'm kind of an only child. I have a sister, but she grew up a little bit rough and was much older, but my, um, you know, my, my busy parents, my mom would always make time to take me to the movies on Friday night and we'd go out to, out to dinner, Coco's afterwards and discuss the film. And, and I fell in love with film and I actually probably fell in love with the connection I was making with my mom. And then I just so closely linked that with going to the movies that I wanted to have a career that was around movies. So I did the whole college thing. And then I went to, um, I went and moved to LA to be an actor. And then a couple of like, got a couple of lucky breaks, but then it just dried up. And so I just thought, Oh, maybe I need to get some training. <laughs> uh, 
hello. <laughs> and <laughs> I studied journalism in college, so I thought, oh, I know how to talk. But um, so then I, once I got into acting classes, then uh, I learned that I was terrible at it. And because most of my teachers would say, like, is there anything else that you can do? Because you might want to pursue that. <laughs> it, well, I appreciated the candor. I really did because um, people all the time, listen, a dream is is great as an impetus in life. It's great as a springboard into something. But if you can take, if you don't take real action towards a dream, or if you do, and either thing doesn't deliver that dream in a, a timely manner, there's a lot of dreams. Like let's find something that will satiate you, and that's what I did. And and I just thought, well, how can I still be a part of the entertainment industry and not be an actor on in the, on the big screen? And I was watching, I was literally, this is the story. I was, I was in a small apartment, 1420 North Alta Vista. If you guys want to ever go, 402, um, on my balcony, like 21 teaching because I had to make a living, graduated school. So I used my degree to go get an emergency teaching credential. And so for a couple of years I was subbing, then I actually picked up a class and then, and then I just saw this girl on TV, Jules Asner, wild on the French Riviera. And I thought, what is she doing? Like, what is that job? What is that job? She's not an actor. She's not um, a, a traditional journalist. She's like a like a journal actress or something. And I just thought that's what I want to do. I want to mm -hmm. get into a business where I can talk about things I love, use the skills that come naturally to me, and then also constantly create new relationships and new bonds with people because I'm a the, I'm a thirty out of thirty on the Myers Briggs extrovert. Like I love people. So so that's what led me to become an entertainment reporter and producer and. That led to my career at KTLA and CNN, and then after that, um, to become the host of ArcLight Stories at ArcLight Cinemas. Yeah, and you also have a podcast. And now, uh, yeah, I do. Friends some and then some. Hey, Mindy, Michelle, I know you guys are listening to this, <laughs> and I want to tell you how much I love you. And well, here it is. Here's because <laughs> they're gonna kill me because they're not because you're here first. We'll figure that out. But um, yes. Uh, we have a thank you, Rosie, for the plug. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, friends, some and then some. And also, I'm going to plug Grit Happens because Grit Happens is Mindy and and my best friend Mindy and her husband, the undercover billionaire. They have a great it's really podcast good. Too. I've listened to good it. Good for too. tips. Yeah, I've been listening it's to great. get inspired to build this. Yeah, like he's he's so good. He's so yeah. good. Glenn Stearns has a ton of great tips about how to just attack your entrepreneurial spirit and not make excuses and grit and get that grit that you need in life yeah. to really make it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that so much. Me too. One of the reasons why I never wore white is because every time I would, it would always stain underneath, I know this is TMI, underneath the armpit, they would like turn yellow. So I never liked wearing white. And later I realized that it was a reaction to the aluminum in the deodorant that I was wearing. The more I got into health and wellness, the more I wanted to really nourish my body inside and out and use products that weren't gonna have as many toxins as some products out there that are very well known. So the other thing I was always worried about with deodorants was that it would cover, you know, that odor that happens after you're really sweaty after a run or a yoga class. When I found my native deodorant, I was intrigued by the fact that it was vegan. And I found that not only does it block odor better, but it's also made from ingredients like coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. So aluminum forms a plug in your sweat glands that keep you from sweating. That's why Native never uses ingredients like aluminum, parabens, sulfate, or talc. 
Switching to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice an odor protection. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. With over 10 scents, including rotating seasonals, Native has something for everyone. My favorite being the lavender and rose, but they have scents like coconut and vanilla, cucumber and mint. Native is risk-free to try. Every product comes with a free shipping within the U.S. plus a free 30-day return and exchange. I believe in having clean options. I support companies who innovate products that break the norm and help clean up my daily routine. So that's why I love Native. So do what I did and make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash loved or promo code loved at checkout and get 20% off of your first order. That's nativedo.com forward slash loved or use promo code loved at checkout for 20% off of your first order. All right, let's circle back to our mm-hmm. conversation about how amazing you are. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really love that you you talked about committing to learning a craft and doing something. You know, so much of what I learned in my process through yoga and training was about finding that courage and finding that grounding to following your purpose, right? To finding Mm -hmm. what that thing is, your dharma. And so many people are so confused about what their purpose is or how to find that, or especially right now during this crazy time, right? Like how do you continue to fuel that passion? How do you continue to stay on your path to doing what your destiny following your destiny and doing whatever it is that you're designed to do here on this planet. Well, it's, it's funny that you're bringing this topic up because I've literally just told a few of my friends that I don't think I really, really have been fully myself until this um, health crisis, like truly, because until this health crisis took away my, my career that I'd had for seven years, you know, movie theaters are closed. And so work is dried up completely until that happened and it like it shook something in me like i no longer had an executive producer a news director um my my partners at the cinema like i don't i don't have anybody to answer to right now and it freed me up to be just to do whatever i wanted and in this process in this last six months that we've been stuck at home i've thought i'd be a fine artist (laughs) i thought i might be a designer i thought i might get into architecture you know i love design and before you soon to be husband and i really have that in common. <laughs> I don't know if that was not out there in the world. Yeah, yeah, so that we're, is, gonna, that is. we're not live people. <laughs> but so if you heard what I just was referencing, guess what? You're lucky. Um, so, so I, I thought about all these different things that I might do. Um, and then Ed and I were talking about maybe starting a mobile podcasting studio. Like we had seen some things and um, this idea, my friend, you know, my dear friend, Michelle from our, from our podcast, we were throwing on the idea of like, maybe we could go on, like create a mobile studio of podcasting that whatever conference is happening at um, LA fitness or sorry, LA convention center or yeah. whatever you go where the people are and there's going to be podcasters there and they're going to be in a center of action. So I thought that's a great business model and I could do a lot of that because of my background in news, but uh, the pandemic happened yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, there goes the idea of going anywhere. And so I just moved that whole idea here into Pasadena in this in this, I mean, let's just be honest. We're in my basement. Yeah, <laughs> we're yep. in the basement we're of the a, basement. a 105 year old craftsman home, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of basements in California, so that already makes it unique a little bit. And yeah. I love that. I love to lean into the things that make you who you yeah. are. Like this is, my, I love this house, yeah. and this is who I am. And 
building a podcast studio here has just totally made me feel like um, just completely free. Ed and I have at least, I don't know, three or four show ideas already. Like I want to launch a podcast called Bachelor of the Week where I just bring in straight, I'm for anybody who can't hear it, <laughs> I'm a practicing homosexual. Um, and, but also I want to say this for Keisha, the Ed I keep referencing has no romantic connection to me. <laughs> He's my engineer. George is the romantic connection. He's upstairs working from home. So, uh, so I just, you know, I totally lost my train of thought now. See, oh, I, I, I came out on Radically Loved <laughs> oh, for the 1,000th no, time. No, you were talking about following your passion yes. and creating the... So not being under anyone's yeah. guidance, anyone's thumb. I don't have to worry. You know why I'm so terrible at social media when we first started doing this? Why? Because the rules were so strict at CNN about what you could put out into the world. Oh. It was very tailored to the CNN brand because you represent CNN when you work on air for CNN or behind the scenes, wherever. Anybody who works at CNN has to... Has, like it's a ethics thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I never really got into it. And now that I am getting into it, I mean, you've, I don't know if you've been watching lately. I'm like yeah. rocking around in my backyard. Like it's the whole personal thing of like really getting to know people. Like I'm leaning into that for the first time and it feels the most natural I've ever felt. Wow. That's, you know, that's so great. And you bring up a good, um, a good, a lot of good points, but this whole idea of how everyone's having to pivot right now in this. Yeah. That's a I don't even know what right to now. call it. I mean, I guess we can't call it. It's not a pandemic anymore, but it, so it, there, it's still a health crisis it's still in America. A, yeah. It's still a health a crisis. And yeah, a lot of things are shifting and people's mental health is being very triggered and people are having a really hard time right now. And I think, you know, for a lot of us, making that pivot you're coming at it from a very optimistic place which i really love because you didn't start out that way <laughs> I, I know well, <laughs> i had so I wanna, a rough couple of months well there. so i want to i want to talk about yeah. that because a lot of people listening to this podcast i mean i know because a lot of people have sent me messages mm. i i get messages on instagram i get emails you know people send me messages on twitter right. like how are people how do we utilize these practices of yoga, meditation, and mindfulness during this time? And how people are asking me personally, like, oh, you must have everything figured out or you must be having a great time. And I'm like, no, I'm human. No, it sucks. Right. It was rough. It's still rough. I mean, it's still really difficult. Yeah, you know? baby didn't like being put in the corner and Rosie doesn't like being kept in the house. Mm -mm. That is the truth. I make yes. a lot of film references, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's the love of film that I referenced earlier. Your point is really well taken. And listen, if you're out there right now and you are feeling it and you, I mean, and I, God, I can so relate because three months ago, um, I was so like depressed. I wouldn't get out of bed. It was just tough. It was tough because I'd never, I didn't so stripped of the thing that I identified with so closely, which is my career and working and having something to do and go and, you know, and, and producing content that this, you know, this theater that I really, really love plays on their screen. And it's just, it's just like a dream. Like for seven years, I've been living my dream. And then all of a sudden in a, in a day, it was, you know, and it's sad because the, the company that I worked with, they, they're, you know, they don't have any business either. So they can't even pay their old bills all the mm -hmm. way back to January 1st. Mm -hmm. So there was a, there was a like, hoo, hoo, like a double punch where, oh, I don't have any new work coming in. Oh, I'm not going to get paid for any of the work I've done already this year. And, oh, I don't have a job anymore. Like, and I was just going through it. I mean, I mean, I'm not afraid to say this. And if you're going through it, you'll get what I mean. At one point I was laying in the closet 
like just crying on my side for hours mm -hmm. because it, it hit me so hard. But I remembered everything I ever learned on every great cheesy movie. It's how you pick yourself up. I, and that really is true. This is not cheesy. And, you know, I believe like you in meditation and getting and breathing and getting as centered as possible and giving myself permission to be just a wreck. I did that. And then I gave myself permission to get myself out of it. And I did. And the way that I did it was by focusing on something that I knew would bring me joy. And every single time, I, um, what RuPaul calls your inner saboteur, anytime that popped in my head, oh, what are you doing? You're going to be poor. You're not going to be able to afford your mortgage. You're not, you're trying to build a, something, you know, like everything you were trying to do before is all gone. And this, this, and I would just force myself to stop and say, I can, I can do it. I know me. I trust myself. I will not let myself fail. And what is the worst that can happen? Right? Yeah. I mean, what is the worst that can happen? Like, I mean, everybody's, that answer to different people's questions is different, of course. And you have to balance that out. But for me, it's, you know, most of the stress and anxiety was about identity and money. It wasn't about um, the truly important things in life. And once I focused on that and told myself that I could do it, this happened. Yeah. And I this, think I'm pointing to the studio. Sorry. This, yes, this, this I forget. studio. I'm, see, Rosie is... I'm used to being... At, so I have to describe everything. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you're and I just to, assume they're watching. I'm like... Yeah. And I keep looking at the camera like I'm oh, referencing the audience. Oh, I know. I've not looked like, at hey. you guys at all. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm not really... I'm not great on camera at all. It's like my least favorite medium. I have to be honest. Really? Oh, I don't like it at all. Ask Tori. He's been trying to get me to do video for years and years and years. Oh, I don't like it at all. Um, that, first of all... That is ridiculous because you're gorgeous. And I know because I've been, literally been looking at your face before we got your logo in <laughs> for the monitors. I was using uh, YouTube to put your face on and freeze it. Oh my goodness. And so every single Here time I'm like, she doesn't take a bad shot. Like she doesn't have a bad angle. You're, Stop it's, it. But it's also that's so important, right? That we like don't let ourselves beat ourselves up too Right, much. right. Yes. And I understand that. And I, I, all I'm saying is that my preferred method got it, is got it. Yes, radio. audio. Well, As opposed to video and yours is the opposite. That's good. You know, we, we make a good little, a good little team. I think it makes sense more when they see what's happening. Yeah. I know <laughs> you like, guys are like, what is this what? idiot saying? What what's is going happening? on? But, yeah. um, no, that's really, that's really deep. You know, what you said is I have to let it land a little bit mm. because it's, it takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. Not everybody can do that. And I think it's, it's really, um, it's really nice to hear hmm. that you went through that because people that are listening, maybe somebody's going through that right now and is listening to this because they're wanting to feel like they can relate or that somebody out there is, is also going through the same thing. Right. So, no, I mean, I, I'm, my heart is breaking for every person right now who has just been shifted so drastically in their life and is not yet rebounded. Like it's, you can do it. And you said not everybody can, in my opinion, Everybody can if they find what motivates them the most. Yeah. Sometimes it's your children. Sometimes it's school. Sometimes it's um, the place you, know, you grew up or the home that you grew up in. Whatever that thing is that you were trying to protect, maybe it's your heart. Whatever that thing is that is really your key motivator, if you lock right into that and every time the inner saboteur pops in your head, you remind yourself of, the, of your key motivation, you push through. You will. Yeah. Not, not perfectly every time. You just pick yourself back up. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. You, need to, you need to start, co do coaching seminars. No, I'm like, is, this is so great. <laughs> Unless, I'm, you know what it is? When you like to make 
crack as many jokes as I do, uh, therapy would be a bad place for me. <laughs> really, Carol? And how does that make you feel? <laughs> Hold on while I go get a soda because you've said this a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Just kidding. Well, on that note, I'll say that I have had JD at a retreat before and right. no, you can, you can lock it in. You can I can, lock of it course in. I can. I don't, if I'm sitting down with an interview with somebody, I'm not going to start cracking jokes about it, but, <laughs> but I think, I, I think maybe, like I said, I'm just now really starting to get to know myself. So maybe I'm going to go into like, like, I don't know that I'll ever interview another celebrity again, honestly. I mean, isn't four or 5,000 enough? <laughs> like, seriously, what else are they? No, I'm just kidding. That's probably not the best thing to put in the world. <laughs> I like, love you guys. <laughs> hey, I love everybody who loves a craft. If you just want to be famous, be famous. You can, someone else can talk to you. But um, I, I genuinely appreciate um, that I've, I just have landed on this thing. I feel like the universe forced it upon me. And I'm now like, thank you, universe. Thank yeah. you. And that's a place that you can get to. And I thank you for asking the question because I haven't even, I haven't processed any of this. Yeah. I've been working so much and so hard every day that I haven't even stopped to think about it like that, like what this means yeah. in my life. Yeah. You know, there's something really beautiful. So in yoga, the study, the practice that I study is tantra and tan, tantra, one of the definitions is to expand beyond limitations and so the yogis believe that we are born with limitations, but we're also we are also born with the capacity to expand beyond them, right? So I believe that. Yeah. So I I love what you're saying because you, it's it's exactly what you're saying about being able to just keep going, keep forging forward, keep moving, keep evolving, mm -hmm. um, have your moment, but continue to move, move on. Um, the reason why I bring that up is because one of the, one of the main practices in yoga that allows us to cultivate discernment, to understand what to do next requires us to be in a state or in a place of stillness. And right now we're being still. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting that you say, oh, I've not even processed that yeah. until right this moment. And I just think it's so fascinating that we are having this experience where you're able to process all of those things. Yeah. Between you and my smartwatch telling me to breathe. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. What you see, I love a good joke. Don't hold your laughter back. I feel like I'm not funny then. Um, no. So you're right. Everything you said is exactly right. I, I, and it's also so in Rosie's wheelhouse to recognize that. Like just to notice that means that you're like so locked in and paying attention. You're right. This is the first time I have been still. I probably is the first time I've sat this long and just talked to a person in three months like this, like this to talk about something that's important and meaningful. Yeah. And not just big brother. Right. Season 22. Is that what you're watching I'm in right love now? With. I just love, I just, I, you know what I love about it what? is that, they're, the show Big Brother is all about being in quarantine. <laughs> like they're literally locked down for 90 days in this yeah. place. They can't go anywhere. They can't have communication with the outside world. I mean, it's the perfect show for the quarantine. And so when you watch it, it hasn't changed at all. So it's right. one of the few bits of entertainment that's current on TV that doesn't have the look of Zoom. Right. Oh. Not that there's anything wrong with Zoom, which you can also do here at Modern Podcasting in Pasadena. <laughs> I mean, hello. Right. It's I, true. Mama didn't raise no fool. Right. I gotta get the word out. That's right. <laughs> How, what is the biggest thing you've learned since this quarantine about oh, yourself? That is such a question that I would always ask. Okay. I want it to be from the heart. The biggest thing at this moment that I feel that I've learned, mm, I feel like I'm still learning. Like even to think of it in the past tense would be difficult, but 
Um, when things first happened with my partners at the cinemas, um, my first reaction was really strong because I'd never been in a situation before. I, who had been in a pandemic before? One. And I'd never been in this. In, and I'm a small business guy. Like my, my background is media and production and scripting and reporting, not business. And so I didn't know that, you know, you could just not pay <laughs> your old invoices. I mean, who knew that? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and I mean, I was counting on that income like everybody does on their income. So, you know, and having paid all my guys out and everything, it was, you know, it was really scary. It was a really scary moment. And still is, I'm still in that moment, you know, it's still scary. But, um, but what I learned, what the thing that I learned was, um, that is not defined me like that money, that opportunity, that whatever I define me. And I really have grasped onto that because I may never see that money. I know that they might go bankrupt. You know, the exhibition industry as we know it is, it is going to change mm -hmm. because of, because of this and people are updating their home theaters and there's so much is going to change because of this. So who knows what the future holds? Um, but what I learned was that it, it's okay. It's okay to lose stuff and money and things. It's not okay to lose who you are yourself in the process, especially if you know yourself and you like yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a hard to do that. You know, it took mm -hmm. me probably three or four decades to really appreciate myself, you know? Yeah. And so, and I'm still, you know, struggling and everybody is, I know. So the thing I learned for now, the, the, the way I answer that question now is just to um, not have such a, like not to overreact when you get bad news, mm. measure yourself, let <laughs> go to bed, <laughs> write it. <laughs> don't send it. Don't tweet it. Don't text it. <laughs> just go to bed and get up in the morning, you know, when you're sober and I'm just kidding. <laughs> which I joke, which I joke about, but um, yeah, you know, be smart. Don't, don't send angry messages. Um, so that was probably one of the things I learned and then just trusting myself, trusting and believing that this is going to work, you know? Yeah. I mean, I still don't know if it is, by the way. Like I said, this is our first time recording anything yeah. here. So. No, look, I mean, I, I'm with you, but everything starts out like every single thing. Yeah. Any idea at its inception has a beginning. It all starts from somewhere. That's you know? exactly right. And sometimes it starts right where something else closed. Exactly. Right. You know, I, I want to circle back to something we talked about right when we started, you know, um, mm. this you we, we connected during a time where there was a big shift going on. And I don't necessarily want to go into what you were going through unless you're wanting to do that. But really it's, I guess the question really is on what you find roots you, like what keeps you rooted? What keep, what's your anchor point? You know, we, we connected during a time where you were, really ungrounded you were really having a hard time you were struggling a lot and i'm debating in my head right now whether to talk about it yeah yeah, yeah. and that's fine. i'm going back and forth because part of me thinks it could be helpful and part of me thinks that i don't want to do something that's a disservice to it by not giving it enough time but i will say this that um i was struggling with uh in a way that many 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 people struggle with um substances and such and um it had gotten like the better of me and it was something that crept up on me and just out of like, just felt like, what did this come from? And it was, you know, I'm the kind of person who like was like 
very like every T was crossed and every I was dotted and my homework was ready the night before and I had my clothes laid out and I everyone hated me because I was such a nerd. <laughs> and then my sister always beat me up. So I was a goody, 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 goody two shoes. And then obviously keeping my big secret inside that I'm homosexual. And I, at the time I was like, that's never coming out. And so I just forced it all in. And I think a lot of that pressure compacted into this like sense of, I have to please everybody all the time. I, my whole life became about pleasing everybody else all the time. I didn't even know what I wanted anymore. Like that's the truth. And it would have to be bigger and brighter in order to get my attention. And I just, um, you know, I had a really bad back in the, in my early thirties. And, and this is not like, this is the part about it that I think is the scariest is that my sister, I don't think she'll mind me saying this because she's been fantastic in recovery, struggled with drugs and alcohol from the way from my, from when I can remember. And as a result, I was the polar opposite. And I was like, I mean, Nancy Reagan could have hired me for her campaign. Like I was saying up to dope, like, you know, I'm child of the eighties. So, and, um, so none of this came none of that came into my life until a doctor prescribed me, uh, painkillers. And even right now I'm like rubbing my lower back. Cause we've been sitting up in these mm -hmm, chairs for mm -hmm, a second mm -hmm. and I have a couple of discs from a trampoline injury. And, and you know, for years it was just like, Oh, I would take one of these pain pills whenever it was, um, I guess I'm talking about it <laughs> whenever it was, um, whenever it was, when it was acting up. And then I discovered, you know, Ooh, this feels kind of great when it's not acting up. Mm -hmm. And, and then I just, it just did it. It took it over. I got hooked and it was I mean, if anybody out there is struggling with opioid dependency, you can get off of it and you should get off of it. And I don't, you know, I don't like to use the word should because that is a judgment call, but I can tell you it's, I mean, I feel like sometimes it was like a, I don't know, five, six year period of my life. I, it, it was longer that the whole process happened, but the hurt part. And it really, I don't remember that time in my life very well. You know, when you, that's the thing about it is I want to remember everything. I want to remember all the people I love, all the moments I love. This moment, I want it to be like seared into my heart. And it is now because of that, because of part of what you helped me do, which was move past it. And this is the part that needs more discussion. And maybe yeah. we'll do something else sometime because everybody, listen, whether it's AA, who I have mad respect for and went to for a year, whether it is therapy, whether it is cal whatever your journey is, I've find a pathway out and try different things until you see what works for you. That is what I did I found. And you were instrumental in that. Like I can remember those moments like they were yesterday, just crying over <laughs> the big book with you and you just having had so much experience with that and knowing what the right things to say and do. And, um, it was, uh, you know, it was life changing and, I'm so grateful. And I think it's one of those things that happens in someone's life when someone touches you the way that you've touched my life that you just get like kind of, you are seared into my heart. You know, mm -hmm. that is truth. I can feel your presence anytime you're around. And I'm so grateful that humans like you exist because trust me, if all the people on the planet were like me, no one would ever stop laughing, which is good, <laughs> but they would also probably be like, this is really intense and obnoxious <laughs> and whoa, so much. But, um, so, yeah, I went through that really difficult period, which I don't actually talk about a ton. So there you go. Radically loved. Um, and uh, I went through that period and it shaped who I am today in a large part and in both good ways and bad ways. And I struggle still at times. That is just the truth. But what what has really worked for me and is not necessarily going to work for everybody else. But what has really worked for me is something I learned with you is acceptance is just, it's, once you 
accept that your reality is your, that this is me, this is my life, this is my condition, this is the world, this is me. And it's okay. It is okay. You don't have to escape it. And if you don't have to escape something, you don't need the substances. Yeah. You can just be yourself. And, and, and because I've wholeheartedly like learned that I have, I have a different approach now to sobriety. I am not sober and I'm okay with saying that. Um, it's not, it isn't part of my journey right now. It may be in the future, but it isn't right now. And, and, and it, things have changed and, um, you know, I can get into my longer story someday, but, but, um, I'm sober from opioids. Wait, I'm sorry. I should say that. Like, I don't take painkillers anymore, but, but it had transferred into alcohol and other things and stuff. And so all of that, um, you know, is dissipated once I really got my head wrapped around problem number one. And, and really problem, really problem number one was that I just didn't care enough about this guy, me. And now I do. And then you were part of that. And so thanks. I feel radically loved. I was just like, I really feel that. You can go ahead and take over the interview now. Um, Thank Uh, you so much for sharing that. And again, I was just, you know, you, you share what you feel best sharing, you know, comfortable, but I, you know, you, you're very, you're a very special person. Mm. And I, I think that you know that. I know that the people in your life really know that. I mean, I know how much your friends love you. I mean, you have like a cult following of friends. Um, anytime I've been around your friends, it's like people just love you so, so much. And I feel really fortunate to actually know you, who you are, because I know that you you have the JD that is that extrovert performer. I'm like, I want to make everybody feel good. I'm more worried about you guys than I'm worried about myself. But I've, I've seen that vulnerable part of you. Mm. That's it's deep. I mean, you are a deep person. And to me, it's like, I can experience that depth when, and you're such a good storyteller to me. I experience your depth when you're telling a story because Mm. you're, maybe it's because of the film, maybe it's because of the way that you relate to lessons in life but you're such a great storyteller and you really know how to make people feel what you're feeling and i I think that's such a gift and i feel like you're really going for the tears i really feel like you are i feel like (laughs) you're just gonna compliment the shit out of me (laughs) i um i am you know anybody listen no like let's not go back and forth let's just thank you yes 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 thank you okay i'm just gonna take it in yeah take it in that's that's and you know what well part of it that i will really accept right now that i would have totally like even five years ago been like you're crazy is this idea that um you know that the way that I am is so appealing to my friends. Like I just always feel like I'm bothering people, but that was because I didn't own that. This is me. This is my personality. I mean, it's a weird thing to grow up very, very like simultaneously extroverted and insecure <laughs> because you're constantly putting yourself out there and then constantly judging yourself for what you've put out there. <laughs> and so it's like, hmm, maybe I should have just, you know, filed papers or something in the back room, in the back room. <laughs> I don't know. Never, that would never work. I don't want to, I don't ever want to judge any profession either because some of the people yeah. really love filing papers. Yeah. But the point is, is I did I, listen, this feels so good. This feels like treatment almost. This feels like, um, a healthy thing to do. And you know me so well that I have to accept it. And that's what I was talking about acceptance. And so if even these compliments that, you know, kill me because I'm like, me, I'm just like, I accept it. Thank you. Except compliments, folks. You're all beautiful. Wonderful. Mm. Everybody listening, you guys are all so beautiful and so connected and so radically loved. You are.
So one of the things that I love to ask my guests during this podcast, I find that love can be such a freeing experience for for people for a lot of people. Sometimes it's not for some because they have not acquired or felt that deep level of connection to love. Maybe love is a trigger word for them. Um, but I like to think about love as freedom. Mm. And so when you think about freedom for you, like what is, what does freedom mean to you? What does it feel? What does it mean to be free? Damn, this is, I could pull my phone out right now and show you a text that I literally just said the sentence. I have never felt freer in my life than I do now. And so the answer to that is this. This is the most free I've ever felt because this is the most, I mean, I created the series at Arclight that I do um, with them, you know, in partnership with my the older partners there. Um, but this is the first time I've ever just done anything that is like just 100% on my own. I've never done it before and I hope it works. And, and I just feel very like, I just, I love it. I feel like myself, I feel like... Um, Free. And I think what is connected to that is, and maybe this is the silver lining, and I just, my heart breaks for everyone who's hurting right now and suffering because of this global health crisis, but there are silver linings. And one of them for me personally has been that the it knocked me off a very boring, lonely pedestal that I was doing before. And now I'm, I'm like feeling much better doing something that I really appreciate and love. And sometimes you need the universe to, to help, you know, and I needed the universe's help to, um, to do, to, to take away the regular and give me the special. Yeah. What does that, what does that look like for you? For the people that are listening or watching this, when you're saying I needed the universe's help, like, what does that look like for you? Is that prayer? Is that meditation? How does that, what does that look like? I mean, Probably, you know, if you were asking me this question in 2017, I was the, like, you know, I grew up as a typical Bible-thumping Christian scared gay kid in a church, right? And so college and finally came out after college. And then I was like, oh, how do I rectify my Christian faith with my, maybe they don't like me. You know, like, that's how you feel sometimes when you're gay, that the church doesn't like you. They don't want you. And, and so why would you want someone who doesn't want you? But how come I can, can I still have the faith? And I can. And that was the answer that I ultimately landed on. And so for me, the most grounding thing that centers me, the thing that lets me, um, it is a belief in higher power. It's just this, that, that when I stop, listen to myself, breathe, I can hear, I, can, I call it God. Then people can call whatever they want. Um, and she hears me. Mm. And, and I do that. I made that. That was not a mistake. Yeah, I think of her, God, as a woman. I think of her in a rainbow dress on rollerblades, spinning around with long, long blonde hair or gray hair or whatever. I know it sounds silly, oh, but it, it doesn't matter. That's the reason. Yeah. You know, it can be a doorknob, as they often say, or it can be your dog or it can be your husband or maybe your own soul. Whatever is your higher power, the thing that makes you feel like you can believe in something other than what is so physical and created. Mm -hmm. I mean, just listen. If you stop and listen to the world, you will start to feel all the coincidences. That's what we call them. Co what a coincidence. Mm -hmm. It's not. I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I really don't. I'm not being a cheesy guy. Like, I genuinely believe that if you, if this is happening, absolutely for a reason. And it feels fantastic. And accepting it is all the, it's all the permission I need to feel great. Mm -hmm. 
Did I answer your question? Oh my God. God. So I, good. I don't even know. Like <laughs> it's been a long time since so, I've, I've been in I personally have been interviewed. Like yeah. I've interviewed a lot of people, but so good. Hey everyone. I've been so excited to tell you about my latest obsession. I recently got a tonal installed in my new Zen Den. And I know those of you that follow me on Instagram know how excited I am. Tonal is a smart at home gym that replaces every machine in the weight room and has personal training programs built in. Now, a lot of you know that I am a gym person. I like to go to the gym. I like to stay motivated uh, by watching other people work out. But that's currently not happening. And I've tried and tried for months to keep myself motivated. And when my friend told me about Tonal, I was a little bit apprehensive because I've tried things like this before. But there was nothing that compared to how Tonal really adapted to me and my lifestyle. Once I did the strength assessment, it almost felt like the machine adapted to me. And there's all kinds of different workouts. There's high intensity training, guided programs, yoga, meditation, all these different types of programs to just meet your lifestyle and your needs. Tonal can help you gain strength and burn fat. It's such an easy and achievable way to get to the goals that you want. Currently, I'm in week three and I feel so much stronger than I did over the course of the last couple of months with me trying and failing to work out on my own. It's got a really sleek design and it looks like a TV on your wall. It doesn't have any bulky weights or racks and you can put up to 200 pounds of resistance on this thing. It was wild. I know I tried it. I definitely couldn't move it, but I did <laughs> I did try it because I wanted to see how much resistance it gave me. Tonal also has an incredible online community on Facebook and really that's the only time I ever go on Facebook. It's such an incredible feeling to see how many people are actually coming together talking about workouts and it's just really great to see that we're all still here. Everybody still wants to be healthy. Tonal is offering our radically loved listeners a special offer. You can try Tonal for 30 days risk-free. Just visit www.tonal.com for $100 off the smart accessories when you use the promo code LOVED. That's L-O-V-E-D at checkout. Go to www.tonal.com promo code loved tonal is here to help you be your strongest and now back to our show okay on that note all right um i am gonna try and be respectful of your time even though we have all the time in the world right now we do we do you, um we actually we, we have another client coming in oh. just a moment so just oh right <laughs> you're it oh my god you're blo you're back to back right now and that's good because it that's the way it's going to be and it needs to be that way because you guys are an incredible team and this place is amazing and i will not stop praising it oh um so i have two two more questions for you before sure. we I'm, call really, it. I'm genuinely not in any rush but Let's be honest. How long are people really going to listen to me on your podcast? I mean, they're going to listen to the whole thing. They're still <laughs> they're, listening they'll now. They'll listen to you. Thank God you're here. They're watching this. They're <laughs> I'm watching kidding. us. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah. YouTube. There you are. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. <laughs> this is what we look. Hey, you want to know what we look like? I should give what. If, hey, um, podcast listeners, be sure to go check out Radically Loved on YouTube because um, I'm about to take all my clothes off. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> 
And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, YouTube records its lowest usage day in years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's Don't say that. Ed, give us a clap track. Oh yeah, Ed, let's get that. Oh, where have we been with the, with the. Oh yeah. I forgot you guys. This is profesh. <laughs> profesh. No. No. Okay. okay. Just kidding. Next one. Next one. I've always said that. So every time I've interviewed people on the podcast in the beginning. So like for the net, for the, if you listen to the podcast, probably, I don't know, a hundred episodes, I pretend to do a clap track. I'm like, yeah. But now. Not even for a second that oh I think that goodness. if we talked about it long enough, Ed wouldn't figure it out. I knew he's like, oh my God, pants on fire, pants on fire. Where's the applause track? What other, what other tracks do we have? What other buttons are over there? What else? What else can we this do? This is just fun now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and then you could have played that during my opioid story. <laughs> oh, oh rim what shot. Else? What else? Yeah, I did. Oh. This is us That's in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> or are those crickets? That's so funny. Cause literally next time you ask someone a question and they're just like stunned, we'll just hit that cricket button. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what am I gonna say? <laughs> the universe told me to do it. Oh my god. That was fun. So just so you know, oh. this is literally like we're this is a first for all of us. Like I've we've this is our first podcast first, we're recording first, here, first, and this first. is the first this is the first time I'm hearing these sound effects. And I have to be careful not to switch into interview mode. So. Okay, yeah. Did you don't feel that it. happening? Yeah, yeah, I felt I was that. Like, I was oh, like, stop, mm, stop. He's, he's, he's going for it. Now, All right, so this is it. So before actually I ask you, I'm going to ask you two more questions. Lies. Maybe, maybe I know. You've, I've heard these lies before. I know, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. I'm not sorry. I, I don't need to apologize. You absolutely don't. You cost me 20 more. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I... One of the things that I really admire about you, and I was thinking mm, actually, ugh, fine. One of the things <laughs> I love about you that you do, but Ooh. you're always so optimistic and positive. And even though me with my background, what I do, I'm not always that person, mm -hmm. but we, you and I, we took an epic trip together. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. This is a perfect story to end on. Yes. I love it. So, um, and one of the things that I remember upon our travels was just how, I mean, you took such good care of me. Like Aww. I really felt, I mean, I felt like I, my job was to, to care for you, but it was absolutely reciprocated. And you were just so excited about everything, every experience we had, everywhere we went, you were just so open and, and so excited. And we went to Thailand and then we went to Bali which was your first time in Bali mm -hmm. and we had, and Mindy with Mindy mm -hmm. and it, it was, I, yes. was, I can still see you at the, cause we were in addition to after we finished the Thailand retreat, yeah. you're like, you know, Mindy invited us to Bali and then we, you're like, well, while I'm in Bali, I might as well look for some, you know, possible new retreat locations. And I can still see you po like you posed for me. <laughs> and you know what, that, that experience and you're like, Oh, I was taking care of you. I was like a broken bird oh and that God. you had like, scooped up and put like popsicle sticks on my wings and like and I was like finally healing and then I was just following you around like a little baby bird like like do what she does she's at peace she has that she you know you radiate peace like that is your gift like do really you hear that Tori mm. you hear that Tori <laughs> of that? course I'm not of course I'm not married to you <laughs> <laughs> and I do know those relationships are different but for me you are um you're just uh you're just a, a soul you're a soul 
a deep soul that is real and comforting. And you had helped me so much. And then we went on this retreat and it was just so perfectly timed, you know? I mean, I was just like a couple of months out of my worst time of my life. And that was now kind of like the best time and feeling like enriched and real and, and doing the work that it takes sometimes to actually get to know yourself and see what is going on. Like sometimes we're just on autopilot, you know? Yeah. I, I said that about myself. Like I was on autopilot for 35 years and now I'm not now I really do try to stop and consider things and think about what I've said to people and even though I love to joke and laugh I I love people like I don't want anything that I say ever to hurt somebody especially somebody I love you know um so that time in my life was just is that is actually if you remember back to Thailand there was you know we we did so much and it was so so wonderful there was mornings I mean I was popping out of bed like at four I mean part of it was probably jet lag but I was just <laughs> Rosie and I'll be down on the beach oh, yeah. watching the sunrise together. Here, take pictures of my silhouette with, because, you know, iPhone travels. Um, <laughs> so no matter how peaceful you are, it's still more peaceful if you can share it with people. Um, and so you were taking pictures of me and my, like, poses, and I was taking pictures of you, and I was, like, fatter than I'd ever been because I <laughs> I was eating everything. I was eating all my feelings prior to that. And um, and so all of it was so healthy, and the yoga, and I think the, the I can't remember the name of the retreat, something it was Kosamui I don't remember Anyways, it was in Kosamui yeah exactly and they had all of this <laughs> like, I've been to so many <laughs> by the way while I was searching through YouTube for your videos I saw your Scotland video that was rock and roll that was fun what it's, you know, oh the trailer for the oh yeah. for, yes it was nice in the yeah. castle well that got the, canceled well it still looked amazing Thank and you. I loved seeing Tori on camera it was really nice so um so yeah in that time of my life it was tough and you provided something and you're 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 these retreats that you provide are sanctuaries. They're just, they're just little peaceful, like take a, take this time out of your life and do this. You would do this for anybody you loved. Yeah. You would give them this as a gift because it is so enriching. So do it for yourself. And these retreats, whether it's Rosie or whether you find your own guru, wherever you are in the world, listening to this, like find someone that you respect and is, has something you want and then tell them, Hey, I really respect what you've got going on. Can I learn from you? And probably most of the time they'll say yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, that was a fun trip, though. Yeah, that was so much fun. And can I we mean, just yell out? Can we just give it up for the boat? I it mean, was a fun boat. Do you have the hat? I got you that boat hat. Yeah, it's still in the, it's in the backyard. <laughs> I wear. I still wear it. Oh, do you still wear it? Yeah, yeah, that's the best. I mean, it's faded now. It's a different color. But all right, I'm going to ask you the final question. Okay, but before, let's hear it. But before I ask you the final. <laughs> just two more. Just two more. <laughs> for the third Just time. two more. Just the tip. Okay. Oh, hey, here we go. It's a grown-up show. Um, it is explicit. Actually, so. we do accept gratuity here. So whatever <laughs> tips you want to give us, Tori, you got a tip you want to give us? Ed, where's your tip? Oh, Ed works here, <laughs> but he can still do. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, oh God, that's deep. Do I want to ask you a really deep question? How do we want, before we go anywhere, where can people go to connect with you to get more information about the studio? Where can they go? Okay. Send them. Then, um, you can go to modern podcasting on Instagram at modern podcasting. Mod, we call ourselves mod pod, but it's modern podcasting. And then, um, my Instagram, I guess, JD Cargill, J D Cargill, like you drive a car and a fish got gills. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's been a lot of years <laughs> of trying to get people to spell it right on coffee cups at Starbucks. Oh, uh, Tori just gives them a different name. He's I do. What do you give them? Share. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Bet Midler. <laughs> Not that you would say those names, but <laughs> sometimes I like what to give celebrity does? names. They, they, they get a kick out of it. If you go in there like, what's your name? Tom Cruise. I'm like, all right, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. 
That's really good. I've never thought about doing that. I'm going to do it now. You might as well do ones that inspires you too. They always spell my name. Well, it doesn't matter. You could be like Dali, Dali Lama. Are you here? (laughs) That's me, Dali Lama. Sorry, just a lot of peace. Just very peaceful. Oh, Oh, God. This is (laughs) okay. We're we're getting to the end. All right. So, okay. I created this podcast. I have to like go too much. <laughs> Let it go. I created this podcast because I wanted to create a space for people to go to, to get inspired or to feel supported or validated in some way. And the whole idea was that we are radically loved or radically supported by God source, whatever higher power mm-hmm. of your understanding that y- the universe works for you and not against you. And so the question does have two parts. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Twos. Uh, the first part is how do you feel radically loved? And the second is, what or who do you radically love? Oh, man. Okay. I think to honor um, this this whole moment in my life, because when people ask you questions, this is one thing I've often said as a reporter, when people are like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, it doesn't have to be true forever. Just what's the truth right now? Right now, I feel radically loved by you, completely. And Ed and Tori, I do. And my mom upstairs, who has been holding all four dogs in her room with her so that it was quiet in the studio, even though they usually are going to be down here with us. Um, so I feel radically loved by George, who's upstairs and was like, they're here, they're here. Just give me the heads up that you guys came. I feel it. And I feel, and then the other question is I, I, well, I radically love every person I just said and myself. Oh, that's good. It's really good. He listens. Thank you. <laughs> I have um, to say that because that's the whole, that's kind of become the theme of our talk, right? Yeah. Is And I didn't know this was going to happen. I haven't, this is the most I've processed in the last three months for sure. I mean, I've, you know, I have a little tradition at night to, I used to pray to God every night and I still do pray to God, I guess. I don't like that word pray. I like the word, you know, I like to be still with God and then whatever happens in my mind, because I used to go through this routine this person, this person, this person, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this. I, I had like a, it's almost like, you know, Catholicism sometimes will teach yeah. you to do things like that. And, um, and during that time in my life that I went through this transition, I just stopped and was like, whatever comes to me is what I should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. You guys do all the time, by the way, you, specifically, especially with everything that's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. I just, I, um, that's a, a regular <laughs> night thing. Yeah. And then when I start to think about it, I get, um, just, just, a, just the calmest, calmest like place. And I just really fall asleep easily. (laughs) Sometimes still in the middle of it. Like there's no end. (laughs) Just like, remember I wake up and like, what was I thinking about? (laughs) I was still thinking about that. But um, yeah. And then obviously, like I said, every challenge still is happening all the time for everybody, including me. And so sometimes I'm wrecked with stress and I don't remember to do it. And then finally at 4am I'll be like, why aren't you doing what you do? You know, this works and then it works. (sighs) It's so real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was really special to me. And I'm really like, I mean, you know, I don't know because, you know, I have a podcast. I have podcast partners who I love, love, love very much, my co-hosts. And, uh, you know, when you have a podcast of your own, you kind of think maybe I should use my own podcast to start the test to do what we're doing right now. But it would never have been this. It would have been amazing in its own way. But this was extremely special to me. And I'm so grateful. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you too.
everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.